Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Being a good student is a coachable skill. And uh, I gave up on so many things in life, whether that was basketball. I concluded I was bad at languages in ninth grade and so on and so forth. And I think so many people run into this where they abandon things and they accept a partial completeness where they're like, ah, my voice just isn't good. I'm just not good at X. And usually if you track that back, it's because a parent or a teacher or some authority figure criticized you really heavily. And um, it turns out that if you just get a better toolkit, sort of a better set of questions, that you can do things that seem impossible to the untrained. Setting really low expectations. Not what a lot of people expect. And when I spoke to, say, Rick Rubin, when he has a musician who's stuck, great musician, but they've developed performance anxiety about songwriting for whatever reason, he will say, do you think you could get me one sentence or maybe two words that you like by tomorrow? That's it, two words. Can you do that for me? And he gives them a micro assignment best writing advice that I probably ever received, and I've I've received a lot of good writing advice, but I can get myself really wound up because I expect perfection to flow from my fingertips like magic, and that never happens. So then I beat the hell out of myself, and that makes me less likely to put pen to paper in the first place, and I'll procrastinate. Which is why, if you write two crappy pages per day, you've won the day. That's a successful writing day. And uh, that does a few things. It helps you to maintain enthusiasm because you're constantly winning. And of course, on many days, you'll write more than two. You'll get to two, and then you go to five or to 10. But if you're on an off day, you write two crappy pages, even if you never use it, it's a successful day. And that, I think, for longer-term projects and extended creativity is really important. But the story that this writer told me with that tip, he said, okay, this is where this comes from. Did you know that IBM, when it was the 800-pound gorilla, it was an undefeatable sales force? Do you know what one of their rules was? He's like, no. Uh, He says, well, what do you think their quotas were? And I was like, well, I'm sure their quotas were really high because they wanted to motivate their guys to get after it. He goes, no, their quotas were the lowest in the industry. And the rationale was we don't want our salespeople to be intimidated to pick up the phone. We want them to feel like they're going to pass their quota quickly, which they did, and then they shot well past it and clobbered the competition. So the counterintuitive pairing of low expectations leading to higher performance is really odd. What that is, is performance anxiety that you've imposed on yourself because your expectations are too high. And it's like, just lower your standards. Lower your standards till you get started. You're the average of the five people you associate with most. That's like a a basic tenet of my life and Silicon Valley where I live. My other career is investing in early stage startups. And I've been 
very successful in that. Twitter, Facebook, first pre-money, pre-seed money advisor to Uber, first advisor to Evernote, Alibaba. Right. What you realize though when you meet these people, when you sit down and talk to you, the people who start those types of companies. And by the way, like they all start out where everyone else starts out. And that's another, like you hear these criticisms, like, oh, that's easy, you have a really big blog. Right. And it's like, well, I started with zero readers, just like everybody else. Right. And uh, you find that, that those thinkers and doers fall into the category of examining the anomalies as opposed to dismissing them. So, so I think that there are kind of two binary choices that you have, and there are probably others. But when you see someone who's doing something that you think is really incredible, you can, you can either build yourself up or tear them down to make yourself feel better. Right. And tearing them down doesn't do anything for you. It's an illusion. I think it was Carlos Castaneda, actually, who said, you know, whether you make yourself happy or you make, make yourself miserable, the amount of energy required is the same. Mm. So it's like, focus on building yourself up. And the way you do that is by asking better questions. And the power of these questions is just incredible. So Peter Thiel, for instance, the, the first money into Facebook, co-founder of PayPal, co-founder of Palantir, I mean, a billionaire many times over. One of Peter's favorite questions is, why can't you accomplish your 10-year goal in the next six months? And when you, when you apply these ridiculous constraints, your thinking has to change. You can't just upshift one gear. You have to get an entirely new car to think about that, so to speak. And these guys just do not accept the shoulds and the musts at all. Uh, and so you, you want to look for the odd behaviors that produce good results and that can be replicated. So for instance, if you want to become a world-class learner, treat reality as negotiable because ultimately what we have to do, what we should do, are usually a very fragile collection of just socially reinforced beliefs. And just because something is said often does not make it true. Like it takes a lifetime to learn a language. Complete nonsense. Complete. Adults can learn languages five to ten times faster than children, period. You know, kids just don't have jobs and mortgages. If more information were the answer, we'd all be billionaires with six-pack apps. <laughs> just, just, just absorbing, not even absorbing, just reading and watching and listening to more isn't enough. Like, you have to apply it. You have to use incentives. You have to have rewards and punishments set for yourself to actually get things done, timelines, etc. So that's, that's one. Another one is, uh, don't be a donkey. And the reason is, there's a, I want to say, it might be a philosopher's paradox, but I don't think it is. I think it's just a parable about Burden's ass. So Burden's ass is about a donkey. It's about a donkey who ha is thirsty and hungry, and there's water on one side, a few feet away, and hay on the other. And he can't decide whether to do the hay first, the hay first, or the water. The hay or the water. And he dies of thirst at the end of it. He couldn't do them sequentially. In effect, you, you can do almost everything you want in life, but you can't do it at the same time. And if you can just dedicate yourself to one thing for even a year, and then the next thing for a year, you can do those 10 things. But if you try to do all 10 at once, you're gonna be burden's ass. You know, should I do this, should I do this? Or should I focus on this, or should I focus on this? So, don't be a donkey. It's so easy to sit behind screens and sit on our couches and just learn new information. It feels good and it's safe. There's no risk in watching a YouTube video. And it's so easy to create excuses for why we haven't taken our first step. Maybe it just seems all too big. 
you don't know where to start. But let's consider Tim Ferriss's idea today. What's the smallest possible step that you can take today that will bring you that much closer to achieving your goal? If you take that small step, I promise you that the rest of the road will seem a whole lot less daunting. Comment down below that one small step that you can take today.